We're all right here live and thank the Lord for it. We are here again tonight to hear from the Lord, worship Him. Let's turn to Hymn Books, page 133. And we will stand and sing a couple of hymns. trip us up, but I, you know, it would be nice to sing it. I feel like sailing on. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. But we'll sing it like
of all the distractions. Praise the Lord. It will zap me of that feeling. <clears throat> page 20. Uh, I'm sorry, page uh, 12. Page 12.
Page number 20, he is my king. He is my friend, the
His provision is wonderful. Every good and perfect, perfect gift. gift. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Come down from the Father of lights. Yeah. Woo. My mother was talking to me today and talking about cloudy world. I said, Yeah, I just want to see some sunshine, you know. And she said, Yeah, that would be great. And there's nothing like light. Yes. And sunlight. Yes. <laughs> God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Yeah. There is light. Because he said, Amen. A speaking creator. You don't have a special prayer request, see. Remember our shut-ins, Dan and Becky, Lord, um, <laughs> Diane, uh, Kicklighter, she's asked for special prayers. She still had a lot of problems with her back and hip. Uh, also, let's remember Otis Williams and Jack and Donna Dance. Please remember our country. There's, um, there's threats out there that are extending for seven more days. So our country is still in a precarious uh, place. So pray for the leaders of our country. Pray for the salvation of our country and the true revival of right now. Yes. Yes. Um, I have a couple of requests. Number one is Lori is uh, nearing the closing date on her house and she has to be out by Monday so that the professional police can come in. And if it would be the Lord's will and he can open up an apartment for her, that would be a blessing. And help her get all packed up, different people's coming in at different times. The other thing is, my other Lord, thank you, because today um, I had a couple of wake-up calls from my doctor's appointments, and he blessed me that, and 
not gone into either situation yet, and they've caught it in time to hopefully turn everything around. Praise the Lord. But I'd like you to pray for my eyes. Yes. Oh, and I, I do want to thank everyone for praying for me during the procedure yesterday. Uh, I, I sent out a text basically saying that, you know, I had an 85% blockage on my LAD uh, on the heart, and they put a stent in it, and so by the grace of God, I am way better than I have. Remember Ryan, he's missing. Find our place to pray. That's the Lord help us tonight in the service.
of you and I do appreciate your prayers and uh, all that y'all have done looking forward to what God's got for us here this evening uh, appreciate Brother Zane's uh, preaching last night uh, I know I've been resistant to uh, the technology but uh, I think what we finally settled on I, I'm willing to accept and uh, it was good to be able to tune in and hear the service last night. Yeah, yeah. So I do appreciate the Lord for that. Teresa, if you would get us an off-tory song. And we want to come to you tonight and take up an offering for Brother Zane and his wife and then four girls. I don't know, do you? Never mind, I'll ask you later. Anyway, uh, I just know how I have to do. I have to share, and so anyway, uh, but we want to take up an offering for uh, the Estes family, and so we do appreciate uh, them, appreciate what they're doing. Uh, if you'll remember, they were the last, last revival we had one year ago, and we're thankful that we can have a revival. I do want to mention to you, though, I... Well, I'm in the hospital, and then you're sitting in them little booths, right, wearing that nice robe that they give to you. You hear all kind of things in there. And they had a, a lady come in and put right next to me. Apparently, she'd worked at the uh, hospital for several years, and her daughter came in, and I heard her talking to her daughter, and one of the first things she said is, I don't believe in all this COVID stuff. So they're not all them people dying. She said, well, Mama, that's what all those people who died of it said, too. They didn't believe in it here, you know. And so, uh, and she had worked 25 years in the hospital. It's real. We're blessed. Amen. Reason, of course, a lot of reasons, but I was, we had made arrangements with Brother Zane, and I like to keep my arrangements. 
But I, I was glad when he said he was coming. Because yeah. we haven't been able to have evangelists yeah. come. Okay? And so really very, very blessed to be able to have this rival. So I said all that to say this. We don't know what's coming in the near future. Yeah. Amen. You better take advantage of this while you can. Get all that you can. Amen. While you can. All right, let's get in and see what God's got for us. Have we got a testimony? Anybody? Oh, never mind. Give that back to Jamie. Jamie, you better use it, son. Oh, Brother Robert, how about receive off my horse tonight? <laughs> thank you, Ian. I appreciate that. Uh, I'd like to thank the Lord. You know, a year ago, I struggled to find out where I was in my walk with the Lord, and He's given me another opportunity. Yeah, just like yeah. Everybody else here. So we need to be grateful for it. Yeah. Yes. You know, take this opportunity to be grateful that we can come inside the house and worship. Okay. I just wanna I just wanna praise him for everything he's done, not just for me, but for all of us. Yes, praise the Lord. Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Once again, Lord, with all the yes. craziness of this world, we're still able to come in and worship yes. Father. We pray that you Bless this offering, Lord, that those that give, bless them, Father, as they give unto you, you give back to us double. Lord, we pray that you bless us. Amen. Amen. This is one of the oldest songs, supposedly, um, that was sang in America, and I didn't know it. So we were out doing street ministry. Um, they asked us to sing it, and I looked at it, and after a while, we got it. So it's just a little chorus. So, um, I know y'all got the mask on. I think you're halfway kidding each other. So, just kind of point your faces this way and worship God. Don't be dead. Ain't nothing worse than being dead. Yeah, amen. So, uh, let's, let's worship God. This is my daddy's favorite song right now, I think.
Brother Robert, if you would pass that offering plate back around. Some people might not have had opportunity because they were standing up here singing the choir. Just go ahead and pass it around. I want to give everybody the opportunity to give. Thank the Lord. Amen. You know what I do that? I felt like my testimony. I, I, I know I'm not feeling too good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dragging, but I, I, do, I just want to express to you that even though I'm not as energetic as I normally am, I, I, I love the Lord and I'm yes. truly yeah. yeah. what He's doing for us. Oh, yeah. Thank the Lord. I may not feel it in my body, but I feel it in my soul. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Amen. Anyone else? All right. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Anyone else need to? All right. Do appreciate it. I figure, Brother Zane, it was great timing, too. All these people got those bonuses. I knew, I know, uh, we ought to be in good shape to be able to help you out. Thank the Lord. Of course, my check hasn't come in yet. But anyway. All right, but we're still going to give. All right. Do appreciate Brother Zane wanting him to come and just obey the Lord here this evening. And uh, uh, if you happen to step away from the pulpit, grab that mic because I did notice last night a time or two you stepped away and I couldn't hear you. Grab that mic. Yes, 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 Tim. No problem. All right. And you don't have to wear that up here. Okay. Amen. You love the Lord tonight, church? Amen. Come on up, girls. Praise God. I believe, I believe your pastor said it very, very well. We don't know what tomorrow may hold. So, you know, here's, here's how it goes. I know there's, you know, here's the deal. There's a lot better preachers. There's a lot better things going on out there. But we may not have another chance to have another soul. So, I'm sorry. This is this is it. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, but, but but let's make the most of it with all that we've got. You know, I mean, honestly, if we could have went back in time, if we would have just imagined one year ago, and we would have looked at each other and said, "I just want to let you know, in a couple of weeks, our world's going to change, and we won't get to have revival for a year." I wonder if we'd have pressed in just a little harder. Come on here. I wonder if we'd have pressed in just a little bit harder to listen. The Bible said, boast not thyself of tomorrow. Thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. So here's what I do know we have now, we have tonight. Hallelujah to God. And I want to give Him everything that we've got. I truly believe there's times we can pray, touch God, and it is a life-changing service for us. The Lord literally comes down and changes our very lives. One man said he shaped history that night. He rewrote history for my future. What I would have done, what I could have done, thank God he put me in a path of righteousness. I believe he wants to do that for somebody in this place tonight. I do appreciate, I mean, honestly, with all my heart, thank you to this church. This church is a sacrificial church. They go above and beyond, and I do recognize that, and I appreciate it. we joke about the, you know, the stimulus check and all that. I'd love to get mine in too. Thank yeah. you so, Lord, come quickly. I'm, yeah. I'm like you, no show Jones so far, man. <laughs> Just a whole lot of promises. But, yeah. but you know, honestly, apart from all that, I, I do. I, I appreciate this church. You, you've been a blessing to our family, and we thank you kindly for that. Amen. Worship the Lord tonight with the girls. Probably grown up just a little bit since you've seen them last year. Worship. Um.
glad to be with you all again. I haven't really greeted you yet, but I'm so thankful most of all just to be saved. Um, at the end of that, he's my king song. It says something about um, telling the story throughout eternity of his love for me, and that's just how I feel. The Lord, when he saved me, I feel like I cannot praise him enough just for that one thing, let alone all the other things he's done for me, just to be saved. I feel like the psalmist, when he said, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. And I feel like that. Then uh, I'm remembering a service we had last weekend revival. It was a wonderful, uh, the people just began to worship and the spirit of the Lord came down. And, you know, a couple hours later, you're kind of feeling tired. And, you know, we said we want to praise the Lord forever. And sometimes we test that here in one of those services. But I really do want to. Uh, test my own heart. I want to always have a praise in my heart on my lips. I love him. I'm so thankful, most of all, to be saved.
I'm glad I'm saved. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, girls. Sister Estes. All the Sister Estes. If you have your Bibles tonight, I know that you do, please turn with me to the book of Matthew this evening. Matthew chapter number 5. Matthew chapter number 5. I want to read just one verse. Verse 41. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 41. And while you're turning there again, I'll say how appreciative I am. Appreciate your pastor and his wife. This church, and I mean, anything we've ever needed, they've been just right there to help us, and we're so appreciative of that. Appreciate the vision of this church. Appreciate, when I say missions-minded, it's amazing, and you're talking to a missions-minded man, I love it, but it's amazing how we don't mind traveling halfway across the world to talk to somebody about Jesus, but we fail to walk across the street to tell people about Jesus. But I appreciate, I appreciate Landmark because they've demonstrated missions in their very back door. I appreciate it. I, I, they, I, don't get me wrong, they do reach across, but thank God they have a mindset that starts right here and moves out from there. Thank you so much for that. God's Word, it reads like this. Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Literally, two. Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, Jesus said, go with him twain. I want to speak to us tonight, if the Lord had helped me, and I do need his help, I do need his help. I want to simply speak on this thought, the miracle mile. The miracle mile. How many of you know the miracle mile is always the second mile? That's where the real miracles take place. Father, would you please help us in this house tonight? We need you, Lord. We need to hear from heaven, God. We need vision, Lord, even for this fresh new year. Lord God, I don't know what may come down the pike. I don't know what may take place across our land, our nation as a whole. But you still have a people that are called by your name, Lord. And I'm praying in Jesus' name that you would touch us again, God. That you would let us see it from your point of view and your perspective. That we would be about the Master's business. That no matter what may happen around us, that our eyes would stay on the prize. That our heart would be focused on the will of the Father. That we would seek and save that which is lost in the name of Jesus. I pray, have your way in our hearts tonight. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and everyone said amen. 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 You may be seated in the house of the Lord tonight. Praise God. That you and I live in a very, very self-centered world. And can I tell you something, beloved? I hate to I hate to admit this, but as an evangelist that goes across this nation, and sure we've had our cancellations like everybody else has with COVID, but I'm talking about I've been doing this for a few years now. That spirit has even had a way of capturing itself inside of our churches. 
We become very, very self-centered and the whole point of service and the, the whole point of revival and, and the whole point of camp meeting simply comes down to one question. What's God going to do for me? How's God going to help me? How the Lord, how is the, what is the pastor going to do today to make me feel better about me? How many of you know, beloved, the gospel is not a self-centered gospel. It is still a very selfless gospel. And our master and our mentor and our teacher and our maker has taught you and me to be selfless people and to be focused on other men and women because it's still not about you and it's not about me. It's all about Him. Can someone say amen? He was General William Booth. Mr. William Booth was the, the, the head of the, the Salvation Army. He became very elder in his years. And they invited him to come speak. And they said to him, they said, please, if, if you'll just come, you can be the keynote speaker. And he said to them, I want to, but I, I'm too old physically. I can't make it. They said, well, we know what we'll do. We'll ask you to write a letter. Put that letter in an envelope. When that letter arrives, it'll be the keynote address for that night. So the dinner was prepared. He agreed to that. The dinner was prepared. The banquet was set. It was a wonderful evening meal. They had music to play and everything you can imagine. And finally the moment came that everyone was waiting on. The letter, the speech that Mr. William Booth himself had written. They stand behind the lecture. They untake the, they take the envelope and open it up for the very first time. They unwrap that paper. And there's the letter that Mr. Booth had written. But on that letter, they were shocked to only find there was only one word to his entire speech. And the one word was simply this. Others. Others. It was his whole speech. It was his whole life. It was every beloved hear me. You may make a living from what you make. But you'll make a life by what you give. And we've got to be others minded. And we can look back and say, Lord, the only real life worth living is when we invest in the eternal things of God. Now I've been to revivals and thank God for it. And listen, we're not talking about just tragedies. We understand there's a grieving process involved when there comes to tragedies and loss and grief. Nothing wrong with that. That's a part of human nature. That's normal. But I'm telling you, there is a plague that's come across our land. We got folks, they walk in and they in such a mully grub and they're in such a slumped over state. And I've been there where Brother Jeff, I prayed for him. I mean, I've yelled, I've hollered, I've went home with a sore throat and it maybe got them up for a day, maybe got them up for a week and then they went right back into it again. And they look at me and say, I just wish the Lord would make a miracle and I can just get out of this slump that I'm in. Well, can I tell you tonight, beloved, I believe I found a miracle. Get burned. They get hurt. 
Tragedy hits. Yep. Yep. You know what they think in their mind, Sister Sheila? They say, that's it. I'm just going to do the bare minimum. Yeah. You are begging to find yourself in a world of despair. Yes. If yep. you have a mindset that says, all I'm going to do it's just be a first mile man with this thing. I'm going to get by just as, as little as I can get by. I'm going to do just as little. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll come to church, but I'll stay just long enough to check it off the list. I'll never press in. I'll never pray through. But you can't say I didn't come to church. That's right. They came to church. But there's a whole lot to be said. I'm like a golden behind a man's heart. I'm going to shoot you a hold of this tonight. We need to come back and say, Lord, even though I may have been cut in the past, even though I may have been hurt in the past. Even though I may have some hurts and some letdowns, Jesus, don't ever let my soul become callous to what it means to be a second mile Christian and to keep my heart focused on the others around me. Yes. Yeah. C.S. Lewis said it like this, to love at all is to be vulnerable. Yes. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrong and possibly be broken. If you want to be sure to keep it intact, he said, you must give your heart to no thing and not even unto an animal, he writes. He said, wrap it carefully in little hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in a casket or a coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, he said, safe, dark, motionless, Airless, it will be changed. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, <laughs> impenetrable, and irredeemable. He said the alternative to tragedy, or at least the risk of tragedy, he writes, is damnation. He said the only place outside of heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all the dangers of love is hell. Saving somebody. I'm telling you, friend, I know you may have been done wrong. You may have reached out and they never reached back but the Lord's reaching out to you again and he's saying reach out again love him again care for him again go the extra mile again be the one that initiates it be the one that goes forth for reconciliation go the second mile can you say man when it comes to reaching out great God have when it comes to giving whether it be a local outreach or halfway across the world, whatever it may be, yeah. if it ever becomes duty yes. and it leads becoming delight, yes. then you are finding yourself a first mile man yes. and you have no understanding of the joy of the miracle mile with God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I said you have no understanding of the joy of the miracle mile with God. If you really want joy, if you really want peace, if you really want the zeal to come back to your heart, all I can tell you tonight is you'll never find it on the first mile. It's always when you go the extra mile. It's always when you go to the second. You realize the only difference between an ordinary service and an extra ordinary service is just that little word extra that's all that matters is if you'll just give extra that's where the blessing is that's where the anointing is that's where the peace is when you just put extra the, 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 back, the background of the story understand what's going on 
The Romans had picked up a trait from the Persians. Now, they had been occupying Palestine for about 100 years now, but they learned this from the Persians 600 years before. What the Persians would do is whenever they would overtake a land, they would look at the conquered people and start making them do menial or just humbling little chores for them. And one of those things was this, Brother Dale. They instituted a law that they could take their knapsacks, they could take their armor and throw it down and look at one of those captured citizens and say, Hey, you! Pick that up! Carry it! One mile. Jewish history, not in the Bible, but Jewish history would say that every Jewish boy there in Jerusalem had a marker on the front of his house and every which way one whole mile because he knew how long to take that thing and drop it and not take one step more. It was ingrained in their mind. Amen. If you ever want to talk about a way to humiliate a Jew, number one, you could spit on that man. That was a humiliation to the Jew. Number two, you could buffet him. Another one, slap him with your hand. That's a humiliation to that Jew. And number three, you could look at that man and tell him you pick up that knapsack and carry it a mile. Listen, friend, Jesus says, something that day that takes the oxygen out of the room. I don't know who was there, but little babies put down their toys. Men turned around. Women quit saying things to one another. And they turned to the preacher as he said to them, if a man tells you to go a mile, you go with him twice. What? That's what I heard too. Did he just say, go with him the extra mile? Yes, he did. Because the underlying understanding of what Jesus is trying to teach you and me tonight is that the real secret to real satisfaction is going beyond and above what is simply required of you. Oh, God help us, church. Come on. I know, I know some of you came in and you just want me to huff and puff and pray all over you and get you out of that battle. Let me tell you, i got a whole lot better plan. We're going to let God's Word, we're going to let God's Spirit deal with God's man and God's woman and your heart. We're going to let the Word of God get in there and plow around. We're going to let it deal with us and say, hey, it may just be, maybe I need to rearrange what's in my mind. Maybe I need to rearrange in my life. Maybe I need to be somebody that's willing to go above what I'm required to do. You'll never have overflowing joy if all it is is bare minimum requirement. Okay, 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 I will. All right, I will. I've seen them, Brother Butler. I've seen them where they said, okay, now wait, what's the platform standard? Is it, is, I mean, is it, is it right there? What's the platform standard? And they would get it right to the line and dare you to say anything against them. Come on here. And they would say, now listen, I've got the bare minimum requirements. But I promise you, you'll never find one of those people that have joy, victorious joy in their spirit. Come on here, come on. You'll never find one of those hearts that have the joy of the Lord bubbling in their soul because all they're looking for is the bare minimum. How long have I got to stay here? Can I check in and can I check? You need to come back to a heart again that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us 
kingdom of heaven. Heard about a farmer one time. Farmer went to go buy a used car. And I got a lot of friends that are used car salesmen. Say amen. You maybe have some here. Well, he went to that used car salesman. Sure enough, you know the, you know the story. You've been there, done that, hadn't you? Yeah. Well, about a month later, that same used car salesman came back to that farmer and said, hey, I need to buy a cow. Farmer said, okay, walk in my office. <laughs> See, here's how I broke it down for you. Basic cow, $400. Two-toned extra, that'd be $45. Extra stomach, $75. Produce storage compartment, that'd be $60. Genuine cowhide upholstery, that'd be $125. Dual horns, that'd be an additional $15. Automatic fly swatter, that'd be another $35. And before you know it, he had that thing over $1,000 cow for a $400. Come on, I know some folks, just like them Pharisees, all they want is a basic cow when it comes to the house. That ain't what I want. I'm going to say to the Lord, I'm going to live this life. I want Jesus to flow through me. I want him to live through me. I want Jesus to have his way in my mind, in my mouth, in my motives, in how I think, in how I speak. Somebody give him praise. He's got to be everything to us. Just give it basic right. Just cut all that. No, 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 no. I want everything God wants me to have. Yes, yes. yes. And I'll never get it with basic cow Amen. religion. Yes, yes. Right. On here. Amen. Friend, where your treasure is, there's your heart also. And I have taught this principle in leadership classes, and I say this humbly, but literally all over this world, I've taught this one principle in leadership conferences. Jesus did not say where your heart is, there will be your treasure. He said where your treasure is, there will be your heart. Because yes. here's what you've got to understand. The heart follows the treasure. That's right. It's not the other way around. Right. Somebody say, oh, you know, I just wish God would give me a heart for the outreach program. Well, here, it, look, God's going to give you an opportunity to answer your own prayer. Right. Yeah. Because I can explain this. But when you put your treasure into it, when you put your time, when you put your resources, when you put your into I can explain this. But your heart has a way of following. Amen. You do when the heart follows. Amen. Somebody said, well, I just don't have a heart for it. I know why you ain't got a heart for it. You ain't got to put any treasure into it. This I know why you ain't got a heart for it. You ain't got to put but if you would put your treasure there, your heart would find shame into me. Somebody, we need to lay up treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt. All along this trail, Brother Robert, the Lord reminds you and me temporary pleasures or eternal treasures. And it's up to you. Right. It's up to you. Right. It's up to you. 
temporary pleasures for eternal treasures. Yes. Right. I'm not against a man having some things down here. You know that. I'm not saying you got to go live in some banyard tree for the glory of God. But I can tell you one thing. One day we are all going to be in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And there are going to be some folks rejoicing. And they're going to come up to other people, Brother Jack, and they're going to wrap their arms around. I don't know if we'll get to understand their language or not. I hope we do. I think we probably will. Amen. One man said, well, even if you don't, you got a glorified body. If you got a glorified body, that means you got a glorified mind. If you got a glorified mind, that means you got a glorified memory. Because now they can tell me something one minute and I can't remember it the next. But thank God in that glorified body, in that glorified mind, they're going to tell me I'm going to remember it. Say amen. amen. I don't know. But just me, hey, they spend time. I couldn't understand the language down here. But I handed them a plate of food. It by grace. You're not saved by works, but they never put up treasures in them. And they're there. And they're looking around. And heaven's wonderful. Yeah. Don't remember, heaven's glorious. Heaven's wonderful. Yeah. 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 But contrary to some people's belief, God is not a communist. Yeah. And not everybody's going to get that same award. No. Oh, come on here. I'm going to get too deep in your theology here tonight. But the Bible says this in 2 Timothy 2 and 20. In a great house, there are not only some vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. Now they're all in that great house. But he said there are some vessels, all they are is wood. Listen, brother, I'm not saying God can't use a wooden vessel, but there's something about that golden vessel. Here's what it does. It reflects the one who has his hands upon it. There's something about that one who leaves a treasure in heaven throughout eternity. He will have an ability to reflect the glory of the living God. It's not so man can beat his chest and say, boy, I did more than somebody else. No, that's pride. That ain't going to be there. That's right. But somehow or another, that vessel is shaped in such a way and it's a mystery because we don't know all the answers. But they will have a capacity to reflect the glory of God yeah. in such a way that that wooden vessel, it's there, it's usable, but it's not that golden vessel. Say amen to this. I ain't throwing off on nobody tonight. I'm just telling this friend, we need to make up our mind if we're going to be second mile men, if we're going to be miracle mile mothers, if we're going to live this thing the way God wants us to live it, if we really believe in eternity and really believe in laying up treasures in heaven, we need to get out of the woe is me valley of life and turn around and say, dear God, put somebody somewhere on my heart. Lord, let me do so. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to do something good for somebody and it not be God's will. I got news for you. It ain't the devil telling you to do it. You might as well just do it and believe the Lord. Say amen to me, somebody. We need souls again that are willing to go above and beyond because that's where the miracle is. Yeah. 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 
Don't just give to that one that asked for thee. He said, listen, I mean, if you just do that, you used to give it to your friends, they give it right back to you. What, 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 what reward have you? There comes a place where we don't just ask, what do we owe? We ask, what do they need? Yes. Hello. Amen. It's a huge difference. It is. All right, preacher, what do I owe? No, you don't owe nothing. Right. You need a heart that says, what do they need? Right. Yeah. I don't have time getting all this tonight, but the Bible speaks about not letting your left hand know what your right hand does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's a, don't get in time out. You've got to qualify everything nowadays. I ain't against you marking tithe or putting money in an envelope. None, I ain't against none of that. But the understanding, the principle is this. Yeah. Here's a man. He sees a need. He reaches in. He begins to give. And all of a sudden, he begins to give with his right hand. And his left hand says, oh, his left hand says, oh, Back and I'm going to give you now my left hand knows what my right. Come on, you. Yeah. As before, I just saw the need. I just reached in and I said, There's a need. My left hand, you ain't got nothing in this. You ain't, you ain't got nothing. That's what Jesus is trying to tell us. Just see the need. And we will do. Don't nickel and dime God to death. Don't try to squeeze him out of a blessing because he ain't trying to squeeze you out of nothing. He's given back more to us than we've ever given to him. Oh, Lord, would you raise up? What will it do, Brother Estes? Let me say these few things and I'll step out of the way. It will change our attitude. When you make up your mind, I will be a second mile man. I will go above and beyond. Nobody will have to push me. I'll see the need. I'll walk in. I promise you it will change your attitude. One man said it like this. The little difference is... Attitude. He wrote the big difference is which way is it going? Yeah, that's right. Amen. I'm not a prophet, nor am I the son of a prophet. But let me prophesy your future if you're a teenager. I can tell you what your future's got in store for you by just watching your attitude. Oh, save me. I can just about tell you with about a 90% guarantee, money back guarantee, the man said. I can just about guarantee you which way your life's going to go. When I look at that man, do you show me that person? They're so upset. They're rebellious against everything. A mom and dad bends over backwards to try to get them. And it ain't never good enough. I got news to your friend. They got a wrong, hard road ahead of them. They got a long, hard road ahead of them. You show me somebody with a grateful spirit. You show me somebody with a smile on their heart and a gratitude inside of their spirit. I can't explain. This, but doors open for them. Life has a way of moving out of the way for them to get in the way because their attitudes venture. And that's why we need that miracle mile in our lives. One man said it like this the first mile, it's required. You feel like a victim. The second mile, it's freedom. You feel like the victor. The first mile is drudgery. The second mile is victory. The first mile you say, I have to. The second mile you say, I get to. Yes. And can we just call time out right here for just a second and be honest with me? I know you're all smiling underneath that mask right now. Say amen. But how many of you be honest with me? The want, the have to, I have, 
deep down, when they tell you they have to, what they're deep down in their heart, what they're really telling you is, I hate to. Yeah. Yeah. I have to normally say it's down deep. I hate to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the misery of the first mile. Yes. I said that's they don't have to go the second mile. No. But I'm promising you, you'll live a miserable life if you don't. Yeah. And there is a book right now being written about your life. The Bible speaks there in Malachi about how that recording angel writes it all down there. Friend, can I tell you there in Nehemiah chapter 3 and verse number 5, here's what the Word of God said. Next unto them was the Teokites repaired, but their nobles put not their necks to the work of the Lord. It's written in the Word of God and throughout all eternity, heaven and earth will pass away, but there will always be a scripture there that said their noblemen, they never put their neck to the work. A thousand times, ten thousand years later, it will always be a smudge on their history how they never put their Neck to the work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, help me, Jesus. Say, this, it don't matter. Yes, it does. Can I give you these scriptures? I'm trying to move on, but let me just give you these scriptures. Number Numbers 31, beginning in verse number 25. I'll run through this very quickly. The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the sum of the prey that was taken, both of man and of beast, thou and Eleazar the priest, and the chief fathers of the congregation, and divide the prey into two parts between them that took the war upon themselves and went out to battle, and between all the congregation. Now get the understanding of what the Bible's saying right here. There was a battle with the Midianites. Amen. You know the long saga of how the Midianites had done the Israelites so wrong in the past. The Lord said, now we're going to fight those Midianites. There were certain battles that whenever Israel would win, the Lord would say to them, don't you touch any of the spoil. Don't you lay your hand on upon one cow. But that's not what the Lord says here. He says, you go in and fight them and you take everything you get your hand on. You walk in that house, you take it clean. You walk in that backyard, you get all the, you bring everything as a spoil back to my house. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a glorious victory that not one Hebrew loses his life in that battle. And the Lord looks at him and says this. Now you bring it all in. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to split it down the line between those that went and those that sent. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh God. Hallelujah. Oh God. Hallelujah. This man, I wish I could... Wish I had some of those mission stories. You already do. I said you already do. You may not know it, but you already do. And things that I couldn't even tell you that somehow somebody somewhere touched somebody because somebody prayed a prayer and touched heaven because somebody made a sacrifice. It's already there. And the Lord said it ain't just for that man that went. It's for the man that sent. It's for the one that stayed behind and kept on the firing line and interceded for them and pushed back the darkness and pulled down heaven and cast out hell. There's an eternal reward as well. It'll change our attitude. <coughs> it will change our outlook. Yes. I've never met a person that I would define, I suppose, as you know, successful in their business or whatever it may be that wasn't a second mile man. Right. I've never seen anybody that really did something that had to get by mentality. It doesn't work like that, does it? I was on a... I was on a plane, and I was, I was 
he was kind of sitting there catty corner. He was just a little bit ahead of me, diagonal like that. And all I can say is that guy had a personality that was like a magnet. I mean, just you just man, I'm talking to that guy. People would come by and he'd smile and say something, and they just in the you know. Well, as soon as that plane landed, I'm gonna figure out a way to talk to him, Brother Robin. You know, I just got a little close to me, turn around, smile, start talking to me. I got to talk to him a little bit. Come to find out. And I, I don't think he was a player. I think he was a coach or a manager or whatever it is. But he's in the baseball hall of fame or something. Now, he ain't got nothing better to do with his time and his money. He owns a few Chick-fil-A stores. And just, you know, I mean, give him something to do all day. Reaches in his pocket and pulls up a little handful of Chick-fil-A sandwiches and smiles up and says, here, I want you to take these. Thank you, I appreciate that. Now listen, brother, he ain't blue ribbon holiness. He's not shotgun barrel holiness. But I can tell you what, I have met some folks that claim to know God, and they look like they've been baptized and receiving juice. Ain't nobody gonna want your God if you got a Bible underneath one arm and a tombstone underneath another. Come on, say it. All I can say is when they walk in this house, they need to see the joy of the Lord. They need to see hands raised. They need to see hearts open. They need to see people say, man said it like this. Well, am I required? No. But if you want the blessing, that's where it is. That's right. Story time, Brother Zane. You got time for a story, son? Henry Ford, he was quite a unique man to say the least. Oh, yes. Well, he purchased the Lincoln plant in Detroit, Michigan. And when he got there, of course, his, his immediate mind said, what do I got to turn this thing around? This thing is it's, it, it, it's not making a dime. It's just, it's draining us. So the first day, he hires a man to go out and chop down a tree, cut off those limbs, bring that trunk into that house, into that building, and set it right in front of the elevators. Office hours open. CEOs, department heads, Vice presidents, secretaries, all walk in that building. I'll see a tree laying in front of the elevators. All step over the tree and go to their office, finish their work, come down, see the tree there, steps over the tree, and gets to their house. And the next morning, guess what? The tree's there. They're talking to each other by now. They're just sleeping over the log, not thinking a thing. Of it. They're just getting in that elevator, going doing their little thing, and then coming back. And at the end of the day, they just and now not after three weeks, Henry Ford calls his first meeting, general meeting inside of that plant. He calls in every one of those department heads and executives and vice presidents and secretaries and says to them, "I know what the problem is." He said, "I'm the man that put that tree trunk in front of the elevators." And weeks and you never once stop to say why is a truck doing in this building he looked at every one of them said every last one of them are now fired say amen beloved here man if we're going to come in this house and just leap over the log and not look around and see the need that the Lord will raise up somebody else he'll raise up rocks to praise say amen we got to say Lord let me be sensitive to the I gotta close. I'm sorry if I'm taking too long. Now. 
It changes my attitude. Yes. It changes my outlook. Yes. Yes. It changes my evangelism. Yes. Can you imagine? Well, down there you what? You have your idea. Let me see. Pink purse, please. Thank you very much. Sorry, it's pink purse, but I live in a pink world, right? He didn't get it out, but he almost said, Well, you got a share. I elbowed my wife said, Me and five girls, I'm glad to get a share out of it. Here's that big Roman soldier. Here's that Jewish man out there working. And all of a sudden, that big Roman soldier yells at that Jewish man, Hey, you! Hey, you. A little meaner than that, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be pastor, man. It's hard to do that to your former youth man. I get it, I get it, I understand. Get over here, he says! Get over here. Points, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. What do you want? I need to pick up my bag. You want me to carry it a mile, don't you? Fine. Fine. Just what I got time to do today. Just what I got. I come on, I got all day for this. Let's go. And they start walking. He's walking. He looks at that Roman guard and he says, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you guys are on top right now. But you just wait. There's going to come a day. It's going to be us on top. And when that happens, man, I'm going to cross bridges and oceans to find you and make you carry this a mile. You hear me? And he's there. He gets to that mile mark. He says, Duh! Walks back to his house. He's so mad with the jacket. Walks back to that bar. <laughs> Walks inside the house and the wife says to him, Honey, dinner's ready. I don't want dinner! Honey, how was your dinner? I don't know what I'm talking about! Just leave me alone. But on the other hand, that same or a different Roman guard finds a man, says to that man, Hey you, hey you. Yes, sir. I need you to pick up his bag and go a mile. Yes, sir, I sure will, sir. You ready? Yeah. Hey, what's your name? Caleb. Caleb. That's a good name. You know, there's a guy in our history. He was a, he had a brother named Joshua. He was Caleb. God, God used that man. I'll tell you what. You married? You got any kids? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's great. And he gets to that one mile mark. He looks at me. and says, "You know, I I know we've been a mile, but uh, about a mile down the road, there's there's a well. It's got some good clean water. 
And I know if I'm thirsty, you gotta be thirsty. You want, you want to go with me the other mile? Here was the same. Yeah. Now you be me, me be you, okay? Let's turn on the walk this way. In that Roman garden, David's sitting there shaking his head, staring at This isn't this is what we're used to. And the Roman guard says, look, can I, can I just talk to you for a second? I, I need to make a confession because I'll be really honest with you. I have considered your entire race worthless, okay? And for whatever reason, I've never seen a man like you. What makes you different? Boom, there's the door. Now you be you and I be me again, and you're the woman and I'm the Jew. And all of a sudden, he says back to that Roman guard, he says, you know what, sir, it ain't me, but I just come from here to man. His name is Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And his words, he didn't speak like the scribes. Yeah. He had authority. Yeah. Yeah. And what he said pierced my soul and changed my life. Now, sir, I'm not only wanting, I am willing to go the second mile to let a man like you know that if he did it for me, he did it for you. And he can do it for you. And he can do it for you. First mile man ever. But oh, the second mile man. How God opens doors. Oh, the second mile man. How God makes miracles for us. And I know, I know in a congregation like this, I get it, I realize there's this many needs here tonight. Yeah. But I'm telling you, a surefire way to get up and go down and get up and go down and get up and go down is to stay on that carousel that says all it is is about me. You step off that thing and you go the second mile. Yes. Yes. Don't expect anything in return. Right. Other than the fact you know you've pleased your master. Yes. By obeying his word. That's right. They may not say thank you. I'm through with you or kiss my shoe or whatever they want to do. Yeah. That's fine. I ain't in it for that. I want to be my master, sir. Yes. Yeah. And he told me to be somebody interested in the second mile. Right. Yeah. Sister, you started telling me. Yes. I hadn't thought about that in 40 forever, Brother Butler. But today at lunchtime, we got talking. And I, it just came to my memory again about that. That young man, I'm, I'm leaving the Dominican Republic. His name was Moore John. If the Lord reminds you to pray for him tomorrow, pray for Moore John. I'm dressed, you know, like you normally see me, and usually if I fly, that's how I go. But it didn't take him five minutes to figure out who I was, you know. And I basically understood. I had a hunch. I thought I knew who he was. I asked him, I said, so now, now where do you go to church? He smiled. He said, uh, actually, I'm, I'm Muslim. I don't go to church. So, let me talk to you for a I didn't point a bony finger at him and tell him all of this. I said, so what do you, what do you 
looked down at him. Brother Jackie, tears come up in that man's eyes. He said, a week ago, he said, I was gambling in those casinos and I won 10,000, 20,000, I think it was 10 or 20, thousands and thousands of dollars. And he said, I went back a few nights later and I said to myself, I'll only gamble $10. I stayed there all night long and I lost every penny that I had won. He said, I'm broke. I gotta fly home. I got nothing in here. And I remember I looked over at Moore John. And I said, Moore John, can I tell you something? My heart breaks that you had to go through a grief, because I can tell you're obviously grieving losing that. But can I also tell you it was worth every penny you lost? Yes. For God to sit you next to a holiness preacher. Yes. Just so you could hear these words. Amen. He loves the world so much. He gave his only begotten. Yeah. I showed him pictures of my family. And you can understand, I mean, he's he's a gambler, he's a drinker. And even both of those are condemned in the Quran. So he's yeah. not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. He knows he's lost. He looks at some, and I give God glory, but he looks at some pictures and he, he just sees, and I begin to tell him about pastor friends and loved ones, and how I many men that I can count on and that I love and that have helped me and went out of their way and they didn't owe me anything and they went out of their way to help me. Go to some men in this house right now. I called him at 3 o'clock in the morning and said, man, listen, we're broke down. I need help. They looked back at me and they'd say, you take care of your bride your babies. We're on our way. Amen. Amen. I began to tell more John about that. And the love of God, he shakes his head and says, that's all I really want. Before that plane lands, I mean, this is a pre-COVID world, of course, and I take him by the hand. I get praying for you, John. Yes. I don't know where he is today, but I can tell you what. I thank God I felt that little nudge. Yes. And just say, go the extra mile. Right. Yeah. Go the extra mile. Yes. Go the extra mile. Father, help us tonight, Lord God. God, every man and woman and child under the sound of my voice, whether they're here, whether they're listening in from somewhere else, we are so close to the coming of the Lord. Time, Lord, will soon be past, and only what is done for Christ will last. Teach us, O oh Father, tonight, God, put something inside of us that we would be second-mile men, miracle-mile mothers, hearts God willing to go the extra effort that we might be pleasing unto you. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed, but I'm just asking in this house tonight, how many here will be honestly, don't do it because you think somebody else beside you is doing it, but honestly, brother, it's just, I want to be a miracle-mile child of God. My hands raised too, that's right. I ain't ashamed to say it. There's been times I probably should have gone, oh God, please help me to be more sensitive in the future. 
Help me, God, Lord, to understand what it means to be that extra. There were hands that were raised all over this house tonight. And I believe every hand that was raised was raised in sincerity. I'm going to open up these altars to us right now. Perhaps you feel comfortable praying right where you are. Perhaps you'd like to come down to this altar and pray. However you normally do it, don't, don't, don't walk away from what you normally would do. But let this be a topic right now where God's Word is solidified in your heart. And I want you to begin to pray. Come to that in me. Put that inside in me. Come on, church. Can we pray? Let God have His way in this house. Come on, church. Oh, God, do that inside of me. Don't let it be words, but let it be deeds. Don't let it be intentions, but let it be actions. God, do it tonight.
Touch my heart. 